All right, we're pleased to be joined for the by the first time by Mr. Dudley Dawson. Of course, you know him. He's been covering the Arkansas Razorbacks for over three decades. you got to give him a follow on Twitter at Deed Sports, and he covers the Razorbacks now for Hogville.net, FearlessFriday.com, and Pig Trail Nation. Dudley, thank you so much for joining me. I, I really appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Glad to do it, man. Now, let me ask you, because this is um, this is a hot topic, and I love to get uh, you know people like you, insiders that know these programs better than anybody. It certainly looks like we're going away from the division format in the SEC, and we're likely going to the pod system. This is a perfect off-season question for you, Dudley. If we go to the pods in the SEC, and let let's say it's the four, you know, four teams per pod, like we kind of assume it's going to go. Who are the other teams you'd like to see Arkansas in the same group as? Well, I think most Arkansas fans, and, and certainly when it started being mentioned, that you know everybody was tossing after names. But I think most people would like to have uh, Oklahoma, Texas, and Texas A&M in that same pod. Uh, you know, kind of a, a, a little Southwest Conference reunion or whatever there, and in, in Oklahoma. But uh, you know, they have had some really good rivalries uh, over the years with LSU, Ole Miss, some others. So. It'll be interesting to see the way they go, but just, I mean, just from a coverage standpoint, uh, I would like to see, you know, Oklahoma and Texas and, and Texas A&M in there. Uh, but, you know, they've got a, they've got a chore ahead of them because uh, it's going to be a really interesting schedule. And as we wait to see whether, uh, I guess, Texas and Oklahoma make the move in, uh, in 2023, uh, when, when the, the big, whatever they're going to call it now, uh, eight, 12, 14, whatever, uh, you know, gets their new teams in and starts making up a schedule. So we'll see how it plays itself out. I, I really doubt that they'll wait till 2025, 2026 to get this going. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure somebody's going to pay some money and, and uh, those two teams are going to be extract, extracted uh, sooner than later. And speaking of Texas, just how great was that atmosphere for that game? And, you know, I guess just not living in that state, I kind of, you know, I had seen all the hype with the fans getting ready to play the Longhorns again and that that old rivalry from the Southwest days. But, man, it, it just blew my mind uh, just just how that, that whole Saturday went out and, and storming the field. Just how great of a scene was that for, for the Razorbacks? You know, it was certainly uh, – it's no secret that Arkansas's football program has been down for almost a decade until uh, Coach Sam Pittman came in here and kind of revived things. And they were 3-7 and seven his first year, which, uh, you know – doesn't sound great, but they certainly were far more competitive than they had been in the, the, the previous years under Chad Morris when they won four games total. And uh, we're riding along uh, SEC losing streak. But when uh, that game popped up on the schedule, and it was one that Texas had been avoiding for quite a while, it was it was scheduled to, to be played four or five years earlier than that, but they kept finding – Texas kept finding a reason not to not to return the game after Arkansas had, had you know, gone down there. Uh, but then, you know, it was, it was a, not only was it a great atmosphere that the, the fans were excited, uh, you know, many of the older generation that I'm from, you know, grew up, uh, hating the Longhorns because that was just the thing you, you did here in the state because they were the kind of the big bully in the Southwest conference and kind of doing things, whatever the way they wanted and not really worrying about everybody else. And so there was a, there was a lot of, uh, heat you know, from the old fans, the young fans were excited about, you know, being competitive again and, and relative. And then that, that uh, you know, that atmosphere 
was just uh, electric because of all those factors going into it. And Arkansas came out and played really well. And and once again, we found out that Texas was not back, even though that's the, that's their saying all the time. Uh, you know, Texas, I guess, uh, you know, did pretty well after they left Arkansas for the next few games, and then uh, went on that big losing streak down the down the way. And and uh, you know, so it's, uh, it's 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 interesting, and I, I think people are excited about uh, Oklahoma and Texas coming into the league. That being said, though, Arkansas has developed so many. Uh, great rivalries in the different sports with uh, with all the SEC, their SEC brethren, and uh, you know they would never want to go back to a Southwest Conference type situation. They're very happy to be in the SEC, and now the SEC brings a little of the Southwest Conference to them. So you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. Now you you mentioned the upswing under Sam Pittman. The key to sustaining that success, though, particularly in the SEC, is getting better in recruiting and. Man, have they hit the nail on the head there so far in this class, uh, depending on you know what rankings you're looking at. 24-7 Sports Composites got Arkansas as the number six recruiting class in the country. I believe that's number two in the SEC currently. Does that surprise you at all that uh, Arkansas is just doing so well in recruiting so far this uh, cycle? A little bit, but they, they have a really good staff that he's put together. He's made a couple of adjustments each of the last two years for guys he didn't think was recruiting well enough. And, and those four guys that, uh, you know, have come on since he first got here have all done a great job in, in uh, recruiting their positions. Uh, the interesting thing is uh, of their uh, 12 commitments right now, the seven of them were at that Texas game. They made a big deal of that weekend. And uh, those kids got to come see that uh, the atmosphere and got to see Arkansas play well. And obviously, uh, you know, the season went really well as well with, with nine and four and, and winning a New Year's Day bow against uh, Penn State. So that kind of that, that Texas game kind of played into some of the success they're having recruiting as well because they got to showcase the program after many years of maybe, you know, not wanting to bring the guys in here during the, the, the games themselves. Now they want to do that again, and it certainly worked uh, with that Texas game. And they've been off, as you said, to a great, uh, great start in recruiting. And, and we'll see how it continues to play itself out. But I, I think they've got uh, you know really good thing going here. One thing that Coach Pittman came in and did was basically the guys that were here that uh, were just playing and, and you know had got used to losing were quickly uh, eradicated from the program, and the culture changed almost automatically overnight. Now, is it too much to ask for Arkansas to be even better rushing the football? I believe they, you know, by, by any statistical measure, they led the SEC in rushing last year. But, of course, they're bringing back K.J. Jefferson. Dominique Johnson was outstanding. Rocket Sanders starting to emerge. They're bringing back a, a very veteran offensive line with multi-year starters on that group. Is it too much to expect Arkansas to be even better on the ground this season? I don't think so. And I was talking to Kendall Browse for an article yesterday, the, the Arkansas office coordinator, and he made it clear something that, that many of us thinking is that the, the running back room is the strength of this team. Uh, not only the guys that you mentioned, but A.J. Green is a speedster. They've got two freshmen that have come in, in uh, Rashawn Dominion out of Georgia, James Joyner out of Little Rock Parkview, that uh, have, have – you know, they're excited about, they went through spring practice, they were early enrollees, and, and they were excited about them. And Javion Hunt is another kid two years ago that they got. So they feel like they're five deep 
at running back. And uh, Rocket Sanders is the alpha male in the room. He's going to be the starter. He's going to get the you know the heaviest workload of, of those backs. But they not only feel good about uh, the talent they have there, but the depth they have there. Uh, an injury or two won't cripple it as much as maybe it would have in previous years. Now, anytime I bring up the Razorbacks, though, people say, well, who are they going to throw the ball to? Of course, the great Traylon Burks just became a first-round pick of the Tennessee Titans. That's a, you know, that, that guy's just irreplaceable. He was that good. How confident is this coaching staff in the receivers they got uh, on the roster? Well, I, I would say that that is maybe one of the areas that they have the biggest question marks. They have a lot of guys who have played a lot of snaps. Many of them were young last year. None of them that was – as consistent as as Traylon was, I mean, there's you know he's he's a fantastic receiver, and that's why he's he's going to be a Tennessee Titan, uh, you know, next season and, and all that. But I do think they have some talent there. They certainly have some speed. It's just going to be consistency and day in day out catching the ball, running the right routes. Uh, it did help them that they got a former five star named Jaden Hasselwood from Oklahoma. He was uh, injured a little bit this spring, and so you, you didn't get to see him fully work with with the quarterbacks. But uh, really, one of the more dynamic playmakers, uh, Malik Hornsby, who's uh, the backup quarterback, is also going to be one of the top uh, wide receivers this year. And the reason they can do that is because they got Cade Fortin, who uh, a preferred walk-on, who was the starting quarterback at South Florida uh, and also played at North Carolina. Uh, you know, has a lot of snaps under his belt. So they feel like they can use Malik Hornsby in that situation and be able to, to get some dynamic plays from him. I think he's the fastest guy on the team, and so they're going to do a lot to get the ball in his hands, uh, even as he sits at the number two, number two quarterback position. Mm -hmm. Now, last year that defense was led by that linebacking crew. you got so many standouts. Now, you, of course, Bumper Pool is returning, but you know there's, there's a big hole next to him until they went out and got Drew Sanders from Alabama, and, and Sam Pittman seems to be raving about the Drew Sanders. Do you think he's going to live up to the hype, and, and could he potentially be, you know, that next star linebacker for the Razorbacks? Well, the interesting thing, Hayden Henry, uh, Grant Morgan, and Bumper Poole, who have played the vast majority of the linebacker snaps the last two or three years, uh, don't really look like your prototypical linebacker. Bruce Sanders does. He's 6'5", 240 pounds, is very fast. That was maybe their biggest defensive pickup of the offseason, even though they, they got uh, several others uh, in the fact of what he brings to the table. Uh, he is a guy that's, uh, you know, for a lot of uh, – he started three games at Alabama last year, really came off the, as a rush-edge guy more than anything else. But they love him up here. Uh, they think he's going to get a lot of snaps. And then they've got three uh, freshman linebackers, all who were early enrollees, uh, that they feel, you know, are going to be able to add some depth there. They've also got some guys returning as well that played some snaps last year. So they're feeling really good about that position. And that's a position that really they have, the, the staffs over the past decade have missed in terms of uh, getting, you know, the right linebackers and getting enough depth and all that. And they feel really good about that. And I know also talked with the defense coordinator, Barry Odom, and he's excited. Even though he lost a lot of starters, he brings back a lot of people that played a lot of snaps and have developed over the course of the offseason. At least that's what he believes. Mm -hmm. and, and kind of, uh, 
Yeah, what about the defensive line similar to the, to the receiver question? That That's an, an issue on that roster. They brought in several transfers. Uh, this is two years in a row now that the Razorbacks have brought in transfers to, to shore up the defensive line. How's that group looking? And do you think they'll continue to, to try to look to add a guy or two on that defensive line? Yeah, Coach Pittman uh, has mentioned that, and he did again yesterday. He was at a Houston uh, Razorback Club meeting and, and mentioned that he would, would still wanted to sign one other defensive lineman that he wants to bring in here as, as certainly as a rotational piece. Uh, Isaiah Nichols is a guy who's been here. Uh, it was a high school star here in the state of Arkansas, actually five minutes away from my house here. And he has really, you know, it appears coming to his own. He's going to be the bell cow down there in the middle. But they have really gone out. Landon Jackson from LSU, uh, Jordan Dominique from Georgia Tech. Uh, you just uh, got a, a transfer named Terry Hampton, who's an Arkansas guy that played at Arkansas State. So they've added some some rotational pieces there. Uh, you know, the key is going to be can they get enough pressure off the edge? That's one of the things that uh, you know they're they're really hoping that through these additions that they'll be able to do. I think that was the, you know, if, if any, if they had any uh, setback last year, other than a couple of injuries, obviously to Jalen Catalan, uh, you know, being the biggest, I think it was the fact that they just didn't get enough pressure on the quarterbacks. And that, you know, that really uh, had us had the secondary really, you know, traveling to, to make a lot of plays and all that. I think they feel like they've got more pressure to come this year. I think they're going to use some different, sets and stuff that, uh, you know, to try to, to, to bring some surprise, uh, you know, stunts and different things like that. But I do think that that's probably the, the biggest question on, on defense being the, uh, being the pressure that they can put on the quarterbacks and kind of help out that secondary in the linebackers. Now, I don't know if you've seen this, Dudley, but uh, our friends over at uh, the, the Winbet Casino out of Las Vegas, they set the first over-under win totals for every team in the SEC I almost fell out of my chair when they set this number for the Razorbacks. Six and a half wins for this upcoming season. Uh, now, maybe that's perfect. Maybe that's right. We're saying Pittman and company want them because they're, they're going to play that disrespect card. But uh, what do you think on, on that one, Dudley? Six and a half wins for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Are you more confident over or under that number? I'm, you know, just being able to watch this team through spring practice and, and, and Coach Pittman did a really good thing and he let us watch the full practices, which is not kind of a thing in the SEC and around college football anymore. And even though they had some guys that were injured, I really think this team has the chance to be as good as it uh, was last year, if not better. And you look back at some of the games that they probably should have won. They probably should have beat Auburn. Uh you know, they've got a, an intense uh, non-conference schedule starting off with the uh, Cincinnati, you know, the former uh, college Final Four team last year, although they, they lost 30 seniors to some, some good guys. They're still going to be pretty good. BYU, you know, is, a, is a, an away game at BYU is going to, to, you know, to be a challenge as well. But I do really feel like that the, the culture and what they brought in in terms of replacing the guys that, that have gone out, uh, many of whom were super seniors, is going to put them in a position to be better on both sides of the football than they were last year. And obviously on, on the, the offensive side, that starts with, with the K.J. Jefferson and, and those running backs. Uh, but defensively, I think there's a lot more talent throughout, and you won't have to worry so much about an injury or you won't have to worry about your linebackers playing 70 to 80 snaps a game, which has been a thing around here a lot that uh, you know has really – 
you know, in, in terms of late in games that uh, Arkansas has had, has, has had trouble overcoming in the losses it had. Mm-hmm. All right, Dudley, I really appreciate all your time. Just got one more question for you. Last season was all about snapping streaks. They beat, they beat A&M. They beat LSU. They beat Missouri. But there's one streak remaining on this annual schedule, and that is, of course, Alabama Crimson Tide. And trust me, Dudley, I'm, I'm a Tennessee graduate, so I know all about getting my head kicked in by the, uh, the Crimson Tide here. But come October 1st, the Crimson Tide come to Fayetteville. You know, the off-season's a time for hot takes and, and all this, so I won't hold it hold it against you. We're, we're months and months and months away from that game, but what percent chance do you give Arkansas, knowing what you know about them now, to pull that upset and beat Alabama in Fayetteville come Saturday, October 1st? Well, it would be silly, I think, for me to predict a win since that losing streak has the <laughs> – has gone, you know, so far. But I guess if I was going to put a percentage on it, I'd probably put it at 40%. The one thing that I do know is the gap between Alabama and Arkansas has been cut basically in half, I think. You know, they weren't competitive there for a couple of years. Uh, Jerry Jones' grandson, John Stephen Jones, you know, had to start a quarterback down there at Alabama one time uh, for Arkansas. But they are in a position now to where you can legitimately – think it's going to be a competitive game and if a few things go right then uh, you know Arkansas has a chance to win but uh, again it would be foolish uh you know it'd be like me as a Dallas Cowboy fan sitting here and predicting the Super Bowl win now I can always be <laughs> you know think that we're getting closer and it might happen but uh you know hi- history uh, history you got to know your history Alabama's still going to be a very good team uh you know obviously they don't have Georgia on the schedule Arkansas doesn't have Georgia on the schedule this year that's you know it's a kind of a win-win thing for them. But, but I do think they're going to be competitive uh, against Alabama, but I can't sit here and say that's a definite win. All right, hey, I, once again, I appreciate you. Dudley Dawson, give him a follow at Deed Sports and check out all his work at hogville.net, fearlessfriday.com, and Pig Trail Nation. Dudley, thanks you, uh, thank you again. This was outstanding. No problem, man, anytime.